Cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions. Federal agencies are partnering with SAIC to help them meet these critical moments, where bold moves require confident blueprints, where you can accelerate transformation through consistency, where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud with the confidence you need to assure your mission. Learn more at saic.com cloud. everyone and welcome to the trust and believe nomad cast i am your host damon anderson and guess what ladies and gentlemen we are now in season two episode 13 so definitely glad to have you guys on this ride with me on this journey with me so i appreciate that hey um i hope everyone had a great weekend uh me and my family we kind of chilled a little bit uh last week for fall break uh, we went out to Washington, D.C. and spent a week there. Um, and it was amazing. The weather was was great. Oh, a couple of days it had rain. But all in all, the weather was great. The atmosphere was great. The people were great. Very hospitable. Uh, very respectful. Uh, and it, it was a, a, a nice trip, a fun trip, something that we needed. Kind of just get out the local area a little bit. You know, been grinding with work and school and everything. And it's always good to kind of get away from the local area a little bit. Uh, we went and saw the sites, um, the, the Washington Monument, the African-American Museum, uh, Lincoln Memorial, you know, all the, the, the sites, the, the normal sites that people go see. You know, what's funny about Washington, D.C., something I've always noticed a few times I've been there, for a district so compact, it is very busy in DC alone. Just traffic is just, uh, Oh gosh, the traffic is just ridiculous, but you know, you can come to DC and you can kind of just get out your vehicle and just walk around. Yeah. You put some steps on, you get some miles, you burn some calories, but that's a lot better. I think probably the next time we go, uh, we'll do one of those bus tours and kind of just ride around. But, uh, yeah, it definitely, it definitely was great. Uh, got a chance to, Go through that whole DMV area, went to Fort Lee, Virginia. Kind of showed our kids uh, some of the schools we attended in our military career at Fort Lee. So that was fun. Took pictures, ate a lot of food. Uh, so it was great. It was great to kind of just unwind. Uh, this past weekend, uh, Michigan won, which was great. But whenever Michigan gets me on that high, the Lions, Detroit Lions say, well, let me bring you back down to reality. And so the Lions lost yesterday, and, you know, that was something. But all in all, it was a good trip, a good weekend. Uh, definitely glad to to have that time spent. Um, I definitely, I'm a person, man, especially as I've as I grown older. I love spending time with my wife and my kids, man. That's, that's my heart right there. So um, definitely love that. Um, but with the Trust and Believe Nomad cast, I'm back at it. This is October 11th, 2021. And uh, today we'll be talking on Mental Monday Combat, talking about depression and some of the effects of depression. I myself has been affected by depression in the past and current. Uh, had 
some of my brothers and sisters in the service has succumbed to depression. Some people are going through depression, whether they want to admit it or not. So that's something I'll attack um, shortly here on Mental Monday Combat, uh, talking about depression. So uh, let's get to it. Depression, Monday Mental Combat. All right, everybody, welcome back. Welcome back to the Trust and Believe Nomad cast. This segment is Monday Mental Combat, like we do on, on every Monday. And uh, today we're talking about depression and how depression affects uh, cons to depression. You know, I guess the, the pro would be is seeking and attaining help. Um, it's one of those things, like I said in the opening, lost a lot of service members, brothers and sisters and civilians and, you know, a lot of people to depression and it's a sad state, you know, things get inside your, your mental, your mental mindset and kind of just makes you feel a way that's not happy, makes you feel a way that's not, um, constructive. Um, uh, it affects everything. Like I say, your mentals, your physicals, it affects your family, your friends, your work performance, your your life support, your well being, everything. And I just tell a, a story. Um, I try to be as as transparent as I can on these uh, nomad cast and everything. So I would tell you, you know, I talked about myself going through depression. Uh, I think the first time I really you know felt that I was depressed was when I, we were stationed in Japan from 2014 to 2017, mid 2017. And around that time we left, I think in July of 2017. So April, I, uh, came up on the master sergeant, uh, list had a sequence number and everything, but you have to wait, you know, for that sequence number to, to come up and you'll be promoted, which subsequently was November of that year. So the Sergeant major rest in peace that was in my unit in Japan, uh, conducted an interview to be the first sergeant. I was going to be the first sergeant as a E seven promotable. Um, I talked with various people around and I was like, yeah, you know, you should do it. You'd be good for it. And, um, so he sent a HRC at that time. I was already on orders to Korea and everyone knows this is, Ooh, it's, it takes a lot to get out of those orders from Korea. So my Sergeant major just spoke of, he wrote a letter, sent an email to HRC. Um, basically, you know, summarizing the whole situation and everything. And HRC, I think a couple of days later came back and said, no, you know, he's going, he's on orders to Korea and he's going. And right there, I was like, you know, I want to be, I want to be a first sergeant. I think I'd be a very capable first sergeant. Um, and it didn't work out, you know, in Japan. So my orders still went to Korea. So when I got to Korea, that was my first thing I wanted to do. I want to be a first, I want to be a first sergeant, you know, and I knew I was coming up to make master sergeant. So that would just aligned perfectly. And as an E7 promotable, you know, getting frocked the first sergeant. So I'm like, okay, 
ready. Um, and ran into a wall and I was like, I don't want to work in the S3 no more. I don't want to do that. You know, cause which well, I was going to an S3. I want to be a first, I want to be a first sergeant, but I would tell you a sergeant, my sergeant major that was in Korea, you know, he sat me down and told me the reasons why, Hey, I need you here. So on and so forth. I got what you want, but this is where I need you. This is where I'm going to place you. So, you know, I just, I just bowed out gracefully and, you know, full steam ahead and they got 180% of everything from me. Trust and believe that. Um, it was a phenomenal, phenomenal assignment. But I, I remember I used to sit in my room and I used to be like, man, you know, why is this happening? Why is that happening? You know, and I did my job, you know, I think I went over the standard sometimes, uh, but definitely met the standard. But I was like, why, why is this? Why is that? You know, um, and when it really depression really, really set in is after that year in Korea. Now, mind you, you know, you're away from family and that's a whole nother uh, set of depression because you're away from family. I'm just speaking on the, the military side. When I um, got to Fort my Fort Knox, I went from a person that had influence because I was enabled by some power brokers. I mean, some it was phenomenal. Top to bottom, the unit I was in Korea was phenomenal. Right, not taking anything away from others. And when I got to my unit at Fort Knox, great unit as well, but it was a different mission. It was a different mission set. And what I was used to in Korea for that year was not what I was going to be doing in Fort Knox, which ultimately was my where I retired from. So that was a, a lot of depression in that because now, you know, I wasn't the only voice. There was other master sergeants around. It was very senior heavy. So, you know, the influence was different. The voices were different. So it took a while for me to kind of find, find my niche. And that's usually, you know, how it is when you go from duty station to duty station, especially when you get up in, you know, your senior level. So it took a while to really kind of, okay, where's my voice? You know, they used to this person or they used to these other guys. Hey man, you should have saw what I did in Korea. And they kind of like, yeah, you know, who cares? So I was kind of like, man, you know, people are able to do things without my influence, without my touch on anything, without my voice. And, you know, and I, I, I think I masked the depression well. Um, but it was times I would come home and it's like, man, you know, it's like, I'm not even, I, I felt like I wasn't needed. And of course, you know, everyone was there. It was phenomenal. Phenomenal people, phenomenal unit. But, you know, I just felt that, man, my voice is my voice being heard. The people really need me. Um, so it was depression in that. And then you move to retirement. And the first few months of retirement, you know, my son was doing um, the online, you know, for the whole COVID, you know, thing in our school district. And so my son, this smart cat, man, you know, he would do these assignments and it was kind of like, you know, dad, it's great, but you know, I, I, I got it. I can figure it out. I got it. And that's kind of like, hold on, man. You know, <laughs> I know this stuff too, 
but you know, he just you know, schoolwork is one of the things you, you don't have to even babysit him on because he, I mean, this dude is on it. Smart dude, man. Um, so I'm kind of like just walking around the house. I mean, I'm just feeling sad. It's like, man, I don't feel like I didn't have a voice, you know, when I was in my last few months in. And then at, at home, it's kind of like, man, what do I do, you know? And it was never to the point where, I, you know, I've, you know, thought about suicide or anything to that. But you go from a certain level to where people was, you know, waiting on your word, waiting on your presence, waiting on your voice. And then all of a sudden it just stopped. And I think a lot of times, too, especially in our military community, we want things we want things to, to go the way we're used to. And, you know, we talk about adaptability and things of that nature. And it, sometimes it can, it's like, man, we, we are taught to adapt, but I can tell you for me personally, I don't adapt well when things are changing, depending on the situation. And I'll tell you though, like, again, when I, the first few months of retirement, it was a very depressive state. The phone call stopped, you know, hey, man, sorry, you know, all that stuff stopped because you know, these guys are still on active duty. You just a dude that just had a retirement ceremony. We, we don't need you right now. We don't need you. You know, you see people in the PX to kind of, you know, it was just the conversations and everything is just the same. And you know, again, even now you kind of feel sometimes like, you know, your voice matters and, you know, but you still, you still feel like you're missing something. Uh, so I've had some depressed states in that, you know, it was like, man, you know, I used to complain about always getting called about missions and all this stuff. And then the phone calls kind of stop and the activity, the day to day activity stops. But I, what I would tell you, my wife has been my, my greatest, my greatest voice, my greatest uh, trusted confidant, uh, my kids as well. Um, and I tell you one thing that's really helped me with depression, probably a couple of things outside of my family is the services provided by the VA uh, definitely helped, you know, doing the, the, the mental health conversations, either conducting a face-to-face or via telephone, telephonic. Those have been helpful. But one thing that I didn't, I didn't think that was going to be helpful, what actually turned out to be helpful, was conducting these podcasts, well, Nomad Cast. Um, this allows me to kind of get some of those stories out allow my voice to be heard. Um, so, and that's why I always say, I will continue to say, this is my therapy. Um, but a lot of people, you know, for other uh, reasons, they don't have um, this avenue, this this outlet. And those are the people that we really have to start digging in and trying to figure out what's really wrong. You know, usually when you greet someone, it's, hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm good. And you kind of just go off, go by, go on with your day like nothing's happened. But is that person really good? You know, do they feel well? Are we asking those questions to not be intrusive and be in everybody's business? But do we do we really care when we ask somebody, hey, how do you feel? You never know what someone's going through, man. You could see somebody in the grocery store and it's almost like they're in a zombie like state, but then conversely, you can have some people that's depressed and they got smiles on their face. They just walking around like nothing's happened. And I think 
as a society, I think we've the way and probably with the advent of social media, we've kind of gotten away from really digging in and knowing people, even some of the people that we've been knowing for years. Do we really know people to a point where they would trust you and saying, hey, these are the issues I'm going through. I'm thinking about this. This is on my mind. This I'm concentrated on this. What can I do to help? You know, what can you do for me? Um, it's a slippery slope, man, because, you know, you don't want to be in everybody's business, but sometimes being in people's business helps their lives, helps them may potentially save a life. Like I said, in the beginning, I've lost a lot of service members due to depression and the way they feel. And it could be a lot of things, man. It could be financial, it could be family, it could be friends, lack thereof, uh, location, employment, lack of employment. So I think we really have to dig, dig deep and conduct deep dives, as we say, and really find out about a person. When you say you're all right, are you really all right? What is going on? But no one's just going to tell you their problems. They're not going to just tell you they're depressed unless they have some sort of, you know, alliance with you. And you have to earn that right to be someone's trusted confidant. You don't want to just, you know, give your whole life away and what's in your spirit, what's in your soul to someone that one ear they listen and then with their mouth, they're telling everything that's going on. Um, and that's not, that's not right. That's not fair. Um, so I think as a culture, as humans, you know, we have to do a better job of that, especially in this, this culture we in now, it's all about pointing the finger outward, but we never point the thumb inward. Um, definitely. So I, I, you know, I've talked to a lot of people over the years about depression and I never really felt it or understood it until like I stated, you know, in the opening of this, uh, depression segment and you know that's one of the things i want to attack too on on mondays when i talking about uh different issues health issues you know I talked about depression today talked about uh influences and, and different things in the past this is something i definitely want to speak of because i myself is a person that has been through it and currently is going through it but things are better and, you know, again, every day is progress, man. Every day is better. And you have to do things to kind of change yourself. And if you're the type of person, if you're an extrovert where you like to be around people, maybe that can help you get out of a depressive state. If you're an introvert, you know, how do you get out of a depressive state when you don't want to be around anybody? It could be difficult. Um, but you have to find some way because no one deserves, you know, to succumb to depression. We, we all deserve the good things in life. Um, so if you're one of those people that has been depressed or, you know, know somebody to succumb to depression, um, you know, it's, it's always helped. Like I said, for me, the VA has been a great, uh, ear. They, they, they advocate, they're advocates for, you know, assistance with, uh, veterans that may suffer from depression, even on the civilian side, there's ways to help, um, to seek help or help you can volunteer. It could do a lot of things. Um, like I said, in the links below, I'll link, um, some sites that can potentially help with depression, mental awareness, mental health awareness, and everything that's involved with that. 
But again, you know, I this one is kind of short. Um, but I just want to just talk about depression and the things that um, can potentially lead up to it. Like I said, it could be life situation, circumstances. And I'll tell you, man, as a person that has lost many service members to depression, there's there's so many ways that, to seek help and to get help. Talk to somebody. You know, please, you know, find that trusted confidant to air out your concerns and your issues with because we don't need another life lost due to depression. You're not alone in this fight. We're in this together. I know those are just words, but again, seek that help, man. If you're a service member, contact the VA depression. If you're a civilian, contact those, those uh, civilian sectors to get some help. I'll leave also a 1-800 number in the description as well. Again, just, uh, this is, this is something that we got to combat. We got to get better at, um, helping our, fellow service members that's going through depression, helping our civilian brothers and sisters, uh, our local community, helping them with depression, and just trying to do the right thing by people, man. We are here to, to serve. We're here to be servant leaders. Uh, we're here to help. And this is one of the ways you can help, man. Again, I, I know this story too well. It is too close to the vest. It is too close to my heart. And I don't take it lightly. I don't take that responsibility like lightly. So if you can get some help, man, and again, I'll leave the links in, the phone numbers in, the websites in to, to get some help with depression. Um, it's an everyday battle. <laughs> it's an everyday battle, but you keep fighting. You keep fighting. There's a line on Friday. He said, you live to see another day. Today is going to be, tomorrow is going to be better than today. Just stay with it. Stay with it. All right. Get that. Find out who that trusted confidant is. Call those services, man. Get on the website and seek their help, man. Because we don't need to lose another person or people um, to depression. Because and I know we got to go through rain sometimes to get to the sun. And that's definitely a true, a true statement. But let's stay in, stay in this together, man. Let's stay in the fight. All right. Uh, yeah, that's a very somber subject. You don't want to, you know, I don't want to add too much to it. Just kind of want to share some of my stories. And again, just want to be a, a vessel. You want to be a vessel of change and help people. Um, and that's what I want to do, man. Just, just help people, especially going through something that I've been through, uh, going through. All right. Um, switching gears tomorrow. On talking on a Tuesday is going to be part two of do we really miss the old school? A couple of weeks ago, I had it broken down into a few categories talking about the old school. Um, so we'll go ahead and dive into that tomorrow. That'll be talking on a Tuesday. Uh, do we miss the old school part two? Again, look at the links and the phone numbers and websites that I'm going to have in the description. If you're going through depression, if you're going through any mental illness or anything, there are systems in place to assist. Um, find those again, find those trusted confidants and just, you know, allow someone to help you. If you're going through this, whether currently or in the past, you can be a voice for someone. All right. 
Happy Monday. Peace and love, everybody. See y'all tomorrow for talking on a Tuesday. So we're here at Marshall's with Liz for some holiday shopping. She's really nailing it this year, isn't she? Oh, yep. She got a record player for Amy. A gorgeous cozy sweater for Jason. And some hot pink fluffy slippers for her sister. The perfect gift. Wait a sec. <gasps> She's getting a pair for herself. Well, with prices this good, it would be rude not to. You know what? She totally deserves it. Oh, totally. Happy holidays, everyone. See you at Marshall's. Fabulous brands. Feel good prices at, at Marshall's. Marshall's.